cliffcentral.com. So we got Sean Sanders on standby. I've got to get to him. It's about time we spoke to Sean this week about the interesting developments in the world of cryptocurrency, and there is a lot to get into this week. Sean Sanders is the co-founder of Revix, and he is here to tell us all about it. Good morning, Sean. How are you? Morning, guys. Morning, guys. I'm good. Hi, How are you guys doing today? Good. Lekker. Listen, first things I first. We've met, by the way. No, Sorry. You That's haven't met. Him. I know we speak every single week. This is Sam. Sam, Sam Nahoko. Sean Sanders. There we go. There's two. Oh, Sean, it's wonderful to meet you. Oh, well. Lovely to meet you as well. Don't worry about me and Bolelo. I mean, we're just, you know. <laughs> chop liver. We're just chop liver here. All right. So, Sean, uh, first things yes. first, I saw uh, something on LinkedIn. You're in some standard bank like thing where you talking about your business and it looks to me like you know you you're being honored for something a group of this very small people a small group of people rather who have done extremely well and and uh you you're like an ambassador for this program or something what is that did i see that right yeah you did uh so long story short there was the world entrepreneur day Yes. And then that extended into the World Entrepreneur Week. Uh-huh. And Standard Bank did a series really where they brought together a whole bunch of different South African entrepreneurs to share their stories. Amazing. And I was invited to that. And yeah, it was super cool. I had a lot of fun. They made me uh, look really uh, smoggy and fancy in a video. Mm-hmm. So I quite enjoyed that. But no, it was good. Yeah, overall, loads of fun and a group of awesome people. Well, well done. I mean, it's it's amazing how you know, you've grown this business along with, obviously, you've got a great team of people there. But uh, it, one of the reasons that I think so many people are taking what what we say every every week and implementing it into their own life and their own planning, you know, going ahead for their money and all the rest of it, isn't just because crypto is so exciting, but it's because you guys have made a success of it in your business. And I think that that gives it credibility and, and gravity. So let's just talk about uh, crypto for a second, because El Salvador, which is not a place that most people have on their radar, they have decided to create a Bitcoin city. Now, what is that all about? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> only in crypto, right? You have yeah. to laugh about it. Uh, so Naib Bukela, which is their uh, president, mm-hmm. uh, came out back in it was late August, early September to declare Bitcoin to be legal tender in El Salvador. Now, what mm-hmm. does that mean? It means that you have to, as a retailer, accept Bitcoin if it is offered as a means of payment alongside the local currency. Now, that was a really big step forward because it was the first country ever to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. I mean, now you've got a load of other South American markets looking at this. Um, you've even got Southeast Asian countries looking at this. So, I mean, maybe Bitcoin becomes legal tender in other jurisdictions in, over the next few months. This is a big one and a really interesting project. It's full of controversy. So essentially, um, Bitcoin City is meant to be this circular city that exists around a volcano. Now, I mean, that already sounds a little dodgy, but the idea really, and I I completely kind of, I don't know, I I shunned this. I said that this will never happen, but now it's happening. So I'm going back and eating my words here. In, in that they're going to put a geothermal uh, Bitcoin mining rig attached to the volcano. So it'll be the first time ever that you're going to be able to mine Bitcoin from the volcano. 
Now, yeah, my true story. I know I'm not making this up. It's absolutely nuts. The Bitcoin mining rig will generate, well, in order to fund this Bitcoin mining rig, uh, they need to raise money, right? And mm-hmm. they're doing this through a bond. It's a, the first ever Bitcoin bond. Mm-hmm. So you can essentially buy into this project's growth and all the rest using Bitcoin. Right. And you'll be rewarded in Bitcoin. And essentially, this entire city will be, for all intents and purposes, a bit of a tax haven. There'll be no taxes, no income tax, uh, no company tax, no no tax whatsoever, other than value-added tax that are levied on some of the goods that are sold from within the city. Okay. Now, I'm not joking. When I first heard of this, I said that this is a complete joke. This will never happen. But like, I think I can say this in the show. This shit is happening. It's crazy. <laughs> it, it's actually moving forward. Like, it, right. it's nuts. Now, how does this affect the Bitcoin environment? Because this does sound nuts. And people who don't like Bitcoin are already saying, oh, please, this is a big uh bubble that's going to burst and all of these bitcoin people and we we all kind of know the story because you come here and you tell us every every week about what's really happening there and you don't for example in your your portfolios and in in the indices that you sell you don't buy into like dogecoin and all the bullshit but this sounds like a bit of a nonsense thing or is it maybe an indication just because el salvador have decided this is legal tender in their country could this be an indication that other countries might be following and that Bitcoin is becoming more ubiquitous and that it could very well become in some places a very serious contender like many of the fiat currencies around the world. That's really, I think, the uh, the question that we're going to be able to answer in five or six years' time. Uh, I think rewind seven years ago, uh, you would have been completely nuts to climb into a stranger's car and drive around. That's Uber today, right? Yeah. And the same goes for Airbnb. Literally just go through sort of all the new emerging platforms that exist out there. And they all seemed absolutely nuts at some point in time. Uh, we could be in a very, very interesting period where Bitcoin is overtaking some national currencies, right? I mean, I don't know if you guys saw what happened with the RAND this last week, uh, but the RAND's kind of tanked. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everyone's wealth in South Africa is a good 4.5% uh, lower than it was at the start of the week in dollar terms. Absolutely. And at some point in time, there's the tipping point where everyone's going, well, hell, like my property over, you know, the 20 years that I've held it has grown near, like near zero in value. Yeah. And I'm not okay with that. I'd want to have assets that appreciate. And, you know, relative to the dollar, the pound, the euro, the emerging market currencies have failed to do that. There's not a single one that has grown over the last 10 years relative to the major currencies. So maybe this entire fiat currency experiment that we've been dealing with over the last while. Now I sound like one of those conspiracy theory people. Um, <laughs> but maybe that entire fiat currency system that we know today, which has actually only been around in earnest for the last 70 to 90 years, isn't actually all that cracked up to be. I mean, you've got $25 trillion debt that's just been created over the last 18 months. Like this doesn't end without inc- incredible inflation and now inflation's coming through. So yeah, I mean, this could be well, the start of something much bigger. Let's well, apparently this president of El Salvador gave every citizen $30 in Bitcoin on their cell phones. And um, you can actually buy a burger on the side of the road with Bitcoin in El Salvador. Um, and then <laughs> Carl says, hey, Sean, I hear Bitcoin is just erupting in El Salvador. Uh, 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 very nice. Very, very nice. Now, do you think that there are going to be governments that do what China did and try to ban uh, Bitcoin, in p- particularly Governments in parts of the world like ours, you know, the developing world, um, where maybe they're threatened. They think that, you know, this is going to affect their tax income and so on. Without a doubt. 
They're going without to. a doubt. Uh, 100%. I mean, this is going, this China is just a start. There's going to be loads of other governments that start doing this. So there's going to be a binary outcome at some point. Mm. Um, maybe it's not binary, but it is in my mind very much this way. It's either we're going to lean into this industry yeah. and, you know, try to promote crypto adoption. And maybe this sits alongside the traditional financial system because you're not slowing it down. I mean, it's three and a half trillion dollars worth of value that's sitting in crypto now. I mean, yeah, I was actually looking at the stat the other day before I continue. Um, Bitcoin is sitting between, believe it or not, it's more valuable as a single cryptocurrency than Facebook. And hmm. it's just about as valuable as Tesla and a couple billion off uh, Amazon. So, That's so, how valuable so, Bitcoin you is. You know, right the, but this is what I don't understand is all these people who are, and there are still lots of people who think that crypto is a crock of shit, right? But they, they will invest in Tesla and Facebook. And you're like, well, Bitcoin is also a way people are investing their money. And frankly, it seems to be a more valuable way of investing your money. It has an overall value, as you've just pointed out, that's bigger and better. Um, and Michael says digital assets like cryptocurrency are the only anti-inflationary assets on the planet right now. I mean, <laughs> inflation is a biggie, and we've discussed this a number of times. But let's go to Ripple for a second for those people who are real crypto nerds and want to know what's happening. So Ripple's been involved in a number of legal disputes over the last while. What's actually happening over there? And and, and why has Ripple sort of fallen off the agenda as being one of the cool and interesting cryptocurrencies? So in 2020, uh, and it was in September of 2020, the SEC, which is the regulator in the US, they mm -hmm. came out to say, uh, XRP, the cryptocurrency of Ripple, mm -hmm. is uh, very much like a security. And now they wanted to investigate Ripple Labs, the ones that introduced this cryptocurrency into the market uh, for securities for an illegal securities offering. Mm -hmm. Now, that caused massive backlash. Why? Because all the cryptocurrency platforms across the globe now have to treat this token or would potentially have to treat this, to this token of XRP very much the same as though they would treat a stock, let's say, of Amazon or NASPERS or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Now, Obviously, there's massive ramifications if you're treating a cryptocurrency that's meant to be used for uh, quick and uh, quick and and cheap international transfers the same way as you would treat a security. I mean, they just don't work in the same world. Mm -hmm. So, I guess long story short, uh, that came about that significantly impacted the value of XRP uh, over the two or three weeks after that announcement. XRP went from being the third most valuable cryptocurrency to the ninth. And slowly since then, it's been regaining some value. I think it is perhaps one of the more interesting sort of standalone punts that you could take in this market. Not to say that that's sort of the strategy I would I would follow, but there is progress being made now in in the U.S. And maybe over the next three to six months, you'll see some good news come out. But it does seem Brad Garlinghouse, who's the, the CEO of Ripple Labs, uh, he's come out to say that, listen, progress is being made with the regulators. And when it when sort of this end announcement does come out, which is probably also not going to be just binary, i.e. it's a security or it's not a security. It's probably going to be, hey, listen, let's give you a little slap on the wrist, a little fine, but it's not a security. That sets precedent for the rest of the cryptocurrency industry. And that becomes something that's quite meaningful uh, for this entire industry going forward. All right, last thing from you, because you always surprise us with these promotions and it lets people get in with uh, you know zero charges sometimes and that kind of thing. You've given us a couple of entries here. We, we, we all bought some Solana and Uniswap in the previous promos. What do you got on at the moment? Any uh, special deals for us? Come on, give us a bargain. 
Yes, sir. So we have all of the cryptocurrencies on our platform, bundled, single cryptocurrencies. I sound like one of those, those guys, like, you know, standing with a bull next to you going, going for 100. Anyway, no, it's going, all of those are going with no fees. Literally buy every single cryptocurrency on the Revix platform for no fees. We want people to get into the space. We want them to try it out. You can literally go along and invest 150 rand, buy a cryptocurrency, invest 150,000 rand if you want, buy a cryptocurrency and you'll pay zero fees. Nice. Literally that simple. All right. Very good. Thank you, Sean. Good to see you, dude. Thanks very much. Have a good rest of the day. Sean Sanders, Revix.com, R-E-V-I-X.com. Cliffcentral.com.